All right, well, hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Daniel, and I'm joined, as usual, by Kevin. I'm Kevin. This is Kevin. Well, let's see, what we've got today, we're going to start by giving you some tips about 40 hob- uh, hobbies that you can pick up after you turn 40. 40 after 40, baby. <laughs> 40 after 40. Uh, also, and then we got some other things along the lines of something yeah. about an Oregon woman fired from bank job after giving struggling man twenty dollars to get home. Eesh. That'll be an interesting uh, conversation, I think. And then we're going to talk about a plane that dumped fuel over an elementary school as well. Yeah, you heard that right. A plane that dumped fuel over an elementary school. People are up in arms about it. Yes. <laughs> Some people, a small, a few people are up in arms about it. Like, that's a real story in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, if we have time, we'll get to uh, your tweets. <laughs> your tweets and emails. Your tweets Shoot. and emails. Is that what Craig Ferguson <laughs> used to say at the end of the show? Yeah. Time for the tweets and emails or something Time like that. Tw- it was just a whole. It was there. The whole segment was just to his tweets and emails, and they had that whole jingle for it. But then he rips them up at the end or something. He doesn't really. Yeah, he mostly just skips them. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> he just skip most of them. <laughs> Push it off the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he would literally just be like, mm, "Don't feel like reading them." He's like, nah, not going to do that one. It's like, no. <laughs> okay. Um, Legend. Can man. I start with the Oregon woman? Or we should do the 40. The, let's do the 40 after 40. We can start with 40 after 40. But wait, 40, Oregon right? woman is such a, this seems like such a, let's do this one first. It's so right. it's so short. It's, All right, uh, yeah. So like the word count in this article is probably like 50 words. And it's mostly the title. So... It's just Oregon the title woman. repeated in different ways <laughs> in every <laughs> sentence. From Fox <laughs> News by Paulina Dajaj. Oregon woman fired from bank job after giving struggling man $20 to get home for Christmas. Colon. Report. Um, <laughs> she claims that she was fired from her bank job after helping someone get home on Christmas Eve. Aww. And her name is Emily James. She's a senior banker at U.S. Bank in Portland, of course. Because Portland... So Portland... Okay, here's the thing about Portland. If you say, like, Merry Christmas in Portland, like, they will send, like, a SWAT team to your house. (laughs) 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 They are, like... They hate anything that they think could be, like, religious at all. So I think the fact that she gave someone twenty dollars and was like, "Oh, it's Christmas Eve," they'd be like, "Oh, you're going to jail for life <laughs> for celebrating Christmas because that might be religious." They hate religion, man. Dude, no, they atheists, do, man. atheists are all over Portland. That was, was my like, feeling when I was there. <laughs> yeah, no, they are, man. It's just like they just want to be so like different than progressive and stuff which is great but it just really just it's like they're those classic example of you know they've gone too far the other way yeah it's just like you know remember like okay so only people from portland are going to get this but they're going to get it to the extent that it's worth saying so if you ever watched pbs growing up (laughs) you ever watched like portland broadcasting station or whatever what is it opb well that's 
OPB. Yeah. Oregon now, Public. Yeah, PBS Oregon is public. public Broadcasting on OPB. PBS. Same channel. But the OPB, like, oh my gosh. It was just like, I don't know why. Like, it's not like, it's not like they hate God or something. <laughs> <laughs> you just get the feeling like they're just so, like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but th- like seriously, if I went into somewhere in Portland and I said Merry Christmas to someone, I wouldn't be surprised if they just glared at me and were like, Happy yeah. Holidays. You would get glared <laughs> from someone, I think. They like follow you out to your car with a tire iron. Um, <laughs> anyways, so uh, here's the the rest of the article. Well, that pretty much that's the whole article, but uh, uh, the the person is a uh, Mark Eugenio. He has, lives in Clackamas. He tried to get a thousand dollars, but he's not allowed to withdraw that much at the same time, or something. Wait, this doesn't even sound right. <laughs> so, uh, his um, paycheck had been placed on hold. I guess maybe it could have been. Sometimes banks will like when you, you know, make a deposit, they'll allow like you know sometimes they'll place it like if it's a check. You know, if you deposit a check, sometimes they'll place a hold on it for, like, a day or two to make sure that it's, like, it's good. Kind of, you know? I don't know. It's, like, something banks do. Or sometimes, you know, some will only allow you to access a certain amount of it, like, you know, 200 bucks or something. So, but that's why I don't understand. So, I feel like it should have been simple. Like, guy walks into a bank, says, give me $20. (laughs) Could be a robbery, but then the person gives him $20, and then she gets fired. So... Yeah, kind of actually weird. sounds like someone robbed a bank for $20. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, it says like this. I'm not saying that he did that. I'm just saying that's what the title makes it sound like. Um, he says, uh, so a resident, he couldn't get access to $1,000. It should have been in his account. Um, so anyways, the following day, he visits a branch, but it's holiday, so no one can help him. And then he goes to it. He calls the service line from a gas station and he's stranded so basically he went to the bank for some reason and then he ended up running out of gas and then couldn't get any money and then uh someone else so the lady who worked at the bank um she realized where he was that he was at a gas station a few miles away and then a woman from the call center told him to wait for help and then some reason they sent the girl from the bank or like the girl from the bank decided to go meet him and then hand him twenty dollars in cash so it's not even from the bank it's just from her wallet dude you're an asshole because when we read the title of the story i don't know if this was on air or not yeah no it wasn't and i you- i assumed <laughs> that she just gave him 20 bucks well because i assumed from the till <laughs> you thought i assumed she just gave her like Gave him like the bank's money or something. And yeah. I was like, well, of course he would get fired for that. You're but an asshole. Clearly. <laughs> you thought that she just reached inside the till and was like, "Here's twenty bucks, kid. Don't tell my." See, that's why I was blown away. I was like, "These people." I was like, "This is well." I just figured that it was like one of those inflammatory titles that it's like, well, obviously they would be fired for, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, what? no. I'm yeah, but it wasn't even from the. She wasn't even from the bank. She was just in a call center. No, yeah, really, he went to the bank earlier, he was trying to get some money, and then 
he needed to come back and get it cleared by the manager the next day, which was Christmas Eve. He comes back on Christmas Eve, but it's a holiday, so the manager wasn't able to help him or wasn't there. And then he ends up going to a gas station and gets stuck. So he went to the bank two times. He went once. They told him to come back tomorrow. He comes back tomorrow. They didn't help him. He tries to go home. He runs out of gas. And then he calls the bank and says he's complaining about something. And then... Um, doesn't have any money and then the people on the service line they somehow for some reason they let the person at the bank know that that he was stuck at a gas station a couple miles yeah. away and then she drove and handed him 20 dollars of her own money it sounds like and then she gets fired on new year's eve and they say this was an unauthorized interaction with a customer i mean see that's where like it's hard because i'm sure that that probably is somewhere baked into like you know the contract into the employment contract you know being at the call center there's probably you know certain like rules about how they're able to help the customers and i'm sure it is to protect people but at the same time i think that you know some of those rules should be you know, taken on a case-to-case basis in a, in a sense, because this is... I don't I don't think so. I, I disagree. I think, um, I think that the, the fact that she left to go to the gas station, that's the other thing. We thought that she gave him $20 at the bank. She didn't even do that. She went to the gas station and gave him $20. So she wasn't yeah. even at work when she gave him the 20 bucks. If I yeah. said, oh, I'm going to go on a lunch break, drive somewhere, give someone $20, you can't say it's an interaction with a customer because at that point, I'm not working. I just yeah. say this is my friend or something, you know? No, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is there. it's like I understand that there's – there are probably rules in place for like, you know, for certain situations, but I just don't think that they, the rules are there to protect – they're not there for this kind of situation. You know what I mean? Like she should just, sue. She should like, sue. Uh, she should sue them. I feel like she could she actually should. win. She could at least get them to settle. They, well, she could at least, you know, I mean, because she could then, even if, you know, she could in theory appeal to, you know, like the idea that it's like what she was doing was like morally good and right. It's customer service. To help someone. Or she could say that, hey, I wasn't at work. I left work i yeah. was on a break i gave this person twenty dollars and then you can't fire me saying it's a customer interaction if i if i just decided to do it outside of work yeah so if it happened in the bank and she pulled twenty dollars out of the till i'd be like okay yeah <laughs> you just that's what i just bank. assumed i don't know but i just i mean i don't know i was going at it from uh this is something uh on re- r slash news i was like oh well it's probably just something weird but no that's that is just because this is on r slash news i actually want to um read like the top comment just to hear what people said so um yeah people are on her side so i'm reading some of the comments people are saying you know it happened on her own time which we both felt and she asked the manager for permission. The manager allowed her to, uh, the, the manager gave her permission to go and deliver the money. Yeah. And they fired the manager too. So they fired her and her manager both. That is crazy, man. And then they, uh, 
they said that they she violated some rules. Uh, wow. Yep. Someone says they got fired from a restaurant for buying someone uh, something at the restaurant who was like a, a regular. So, yep. This, okay, here's the best comment. This is the only one worth reading. Uh, this comes from Mr. Marmot on uh, reddit.com with cesspool. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, if only she had asked for $23.76 uh, back from the guy within 30 days, the bank would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot the interest. Uh-oh. <laughs> she just put some interest in this, her. They would have been. They would have been. They would have had their beaks wet, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. That's just like. It's just everything is like bad about them. So the the check gets placed on hold, uh, at a time when the guy can't even get help, and then when they tell him to come to the bank the next day too. Yeah, that's what that's what frustrates me too. Is that it's like. He does what they say. They're like, "Oh, well, if you come to the bank the next day, we can help you." And then they don't help them. And then they and then sounds it's like they're on the holidays too. And like, look, like I'm not even just forget about like the stuff about oh, you know, it sucks to be fired around the holidays or whatever because it's supposed to be like a happy time and stuff. Forget that. I mean, that's a whole thing in and of itself. But like, uh, it's just like holidays are just like financially difficult, man. Yeah. Cause you just, you know, you have to, you know, I mean, if, if you're gonna, unless you, you know, decide to not, you know, do stuff. So like, if, you know, if you're traveling for Christmas, then you got new years, you know, you got gifts, yeah, got new Year's family too. and things like that. It's like, it's a lot hitting all at once. So yeah. it's like to be, to lose your job around them, then, it's like, yeah, there's the side of, like, there's the thing, like, oh, it's, like, bad, not Christmas spirit or whatever, but it's also just, it's just devastating financially to not have any, any income after you're trying to bounce back from the holidays. Yeah. But if you live in Portland, you don't believe in God anyway, so what are you doing <laughs> celebrating that holiday? You're an atheist. Give it back. <laughs> Separation well, of they, church uh, and assholes. Will they celebrate whatever that pagan holiday is or something? <laughs> oh, that's true. Probably at Reed College, they do. I was about to say something, like, super offensive, and then I realized this is the Good Vibes episode. This is the Good Vibes pod- so podcast. I can't, I can't say something really Good Vibes good episode, guys. Good Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go there? Should I go there? Uh, time passed. We'll, time we'll passed. Let, we'll let it slide. Okay, 40 yeah. over 40. All right, let's go. Yeah, the 40 over 40. All right. What is what are some hobbies you can pick up after forty? Uh, one, the first one is hiking. Didn't surprise me. That's the first one they suggest. Okay, hiking. I mean, you think you would? I I would. I'm trying to get into hiking right now. I bought those shoes. I bought yeah. those shoes on Black Friday. The big ones that have the grips and stuff. <coughs> yeah. Bought some micro spikes. Yeah. I mean, I used to. I used to hike. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I like You're in California. Isn't there better stuff to hike around there? You have the weather for it. Kind of. The weather's better, but I feel like the hikes themselves are better in the Northwest. Yeah. That was like I, a big recommendation that I was actually, uh, there was a dude that was in my uh, uh, math class, the 
refresher class that I'm taking, and he was kind of asking me about um, Oregon. He's like, oh, if I was going to Oregon, like, what, like, what should I do? I'm like, dude, honestly, like, try to, like, the best thing about Oregon is, like, the the hiking and the outdoors kind of stuff. Because, you know, if you go, like, around, like, Sisters area or something, there's just mountains everywhere, really nice views, everything's all green. In Oregon? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like see, Oregon has really good hiking. See, the thing is, I never hiked in Oregon, except, like, I, two times. That's it. Yeah, I hiked a lot in Oregon. And then even just, like, in, like, the Columbia River Gorge, got some really good hikes. Too. I've only hiked in, like, Washington. Is that weird? No, I mean, Washington's got really good hikes, too. I think both both of them have really good hikes. The Gorge That's is like, a really great place to do hike, yeah. Just all over the place. Just, just like, more waterfalls than you could imagine. Yeah. All in the gorge. It's ridiculous. It's really nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hiking, hiking's a good one. So if you were 40 you, years old, would you go hiking? Was that a good time to get into it? I sure, think you could. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. If I was, you know, if I was at 40 and I was and I hadn't, you know, and I wasn't into hiking, and then I was like, I'm looking for something to do. I can, I can get into hiking. I feel like, like I'd still hikes a lot. And he's, you know, in his 50s. I feel like this is a technical error, though, because if they say 40 things to do over 40, they should really just edit it down to things that are, like, age, you know, things that, I don't know. If you're 40, you really think you've never hiked or something? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I guess. Okay, fine. I'll let him have this one. Let's go to the next I'll let one. him have it because I think that it's, it's, it's a good hobby to have. Anyway. It's a good hobby to have, but is it over 40 material? Is it over 40 material? I don't know. Maybe if you have, maybe if you feel like you have more time. Okay. What if we're like, know. we're like the editor board. We're like the editing board for like shitty <laughs> internet <laughs> articles. Clickable articles. <laughs> for clickbait articles that are made by, <laughs> that are made by msm.com. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we like reboot the article for like seven weeks and then come back and say, well, the first point was maybe not over 40 material. <laughs> MSN is still there. What is MSN? Is that what AOL was? Is that like, is that like AOL or something? I don't even know, man. It's some kind of micro. It's whatever Microsoft's homepage for it. Oh, that's all. That's literally all it is now. It sounds familiar for some reason. It was like it's like I think it used to be like a search engine. Oh, okay. news like it like you know I mean it compiles a lot of articles together, <laughs> but they're never like, you know. They're usually just clickable articles. It's just there's, a there's like it's a, just a room, bunch of ads, really. There's a room inside of like Microsoft's HQ in Redmond with like one guy in there, and he's the only guy <laughs> left in the MSN team, and he's just like hiding in a broom closet. Like, <laughs> have to keep the dream alive. They can't find me. If they find me and realize I'm still here. They'll just fire me. Close <laughs> MSN. Single-handedly keeping this whole domain up and writing all these shitty articles. <laughs> You have to move broom closets every once in a while. So they, they're on the hunt for them. There's like find them and stop Microsoft them. stormtroopers like trying to find them. <laughs> oh man, uh, nah, that's a better that's a better Star Wars episode than than um, 
The Last Jedi. Okay. The last, uh, next. <laughs> what's the next one? What's after I? Right, next one. After one is doing magic tricks. Uh, I could see. I feel like you could make a bigger argument for that over forty because you know if you're over forty, it's probably you know you're you may that's have true, like grandkids and stuff coming up. Oh, that's I mean, a good idea. What grandkid doesn't love a good magic trick? You know. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think, I think about that'd be that. Cool. I mean, yeah, like just doing magic tricks for you know whatever. I mean, if you yeah, if you want to do it, I don't know. I feel like for me. I don't know if I'd ever necessarily want to do magic tricks. I actually kind of like just, like, watching, like, magicians do things and just not even bothering to try to, like, figure it out. Just being like, wow, that's really cool, you know? Magicians are old, too. I feel like... Well, there's sometimes there's, like, the young magicians and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like most magicians are, like, over 40 anyways. (laughs) I don't know what they do for the first, like... 35 years of their life i don't know maybe they're just working like a real job and then like when they're 40 they're like time to be a magician they probably read this article and they're like oh well i'm 40 i'll go be a magician yeah the hiking wasn't working out (laughs) they spent the first 40 years hiking and now they're magicians yeah um so okay uh this one this one checks out this one checks out we'll we'll give that one a pass uh this other one the next one is origami which origami i mean i feel like i could make the same argument that it's kind of like you know it'd be cool you know i mean kids dude if you have like grandkids or whatever they just like their mind would be blown if you just fold a real quick like crane or something you know what i mean true that's a good one then also the people in the picture in the article for origami have wrinkles and that just kind of (laughs) they're very old that makes me think, oh, yes, this is an older person activity. This is age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hiking one had a picture of people who didn't really look 40. Let's be real, you know? Yeah, they could have been they could have been younger. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if I'm buying it. It doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. It wasn't immersive for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Then it says cooking and baking. I mean, cooking and baking... Yeah, you can get into that at any time too. I think you know. I I mean, I try to cook a lot. You try to you cook a lot. I cook all the time, man. You cook all I'm the like, time. I'm stay home dad. I cook at least half the time, <laughs> um, like a lot. Like I so I so this week I cooked um, kind of a chow mein type of thing that was like nice. vegetarian with eggs. Um, I made a uh, I made a ramen. I made a vegan ramen. That's my specialty. And then, um, so here's a funny story. You can make like a vegan ramen, and then you can also do like a vegan noodle soup that's really similar to pho, and it's like the same thing. You just change the noodles from ramen <laughs> to like thin rice noodles, and now you're making pho. And then just change like a tiny few little things about it, but, but I've learned how to just make this vegan soup base and I, it's really good and you can just adapt it to anything it's really good though it's the best it's really good vegan soup base and and i've done it like probably like over 12 times now and uh so it's so i'm every week i just do that and then i figure out something to put in there and it's very good and that that was uh that was that was like my main thing that i did and i also did spaghetti but like a vegetarian spaghetti and nice. um Honestly, vegetarian spaghetti, 
So this is the recipe portion. Of, this is our recipe segment, by the way. Um, <laughs> recipe segment. You brought up cooking, man. I got to do it. So, no, man. I love it. I love <laughs> good new recipe. Dude. So here's the thing with, with, with vegetarian. By the way, people listening probably think I'm a vegetarian right now. No, I'm not. But uh, <laughs> I, I cook vegetarian food. <laughs> I'm not a vegetarian. I just eat vegetarian food. Well, That's I cook all. vegetarian food. <laughs> Why you, you don't eat it? <laughs> I don't know. You I just cook vegetarian food and then you just order some five cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, it's a beef jerky while I'm making my vegetarian. <laughs> no, the, so the secret to the vegetarian spaghetti, um, if you use like a good sauce and then you just do lentils and you cook them down. If you don't cook them down too much, so they're still a little firm, then just like you're having some beef, you know. But then uh, if you cook it down more, my producer likes it a little more mushy. So then, you know, then it's just like having like a red sauce. It doesn't even, it's not even like having meat at all. But um, I don't know. It works. You really don't notice it too much. I, have to, I don't know if there's a secret. The secret's more like just throw a ton of pepper and Parmesan. <laughs> just like coat the top so it's just white and black from Parmesan and pepper. <laughs> you don't even know what's in there. I mean. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what I always do with spaghetti, though, dude. Just just dump the Parmesan cheese on there. Dump the. We're we're all here for the Parmesan. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. As long as so you got what, enough of that, it doesn't matter what's inside. What did this have to do with origami, though? How did we get there? Uh oh! One of them was well, the the one after origami was cooking and baking. Dude, I'm like way behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a. I'm not even on the same... What? Are you on six? I'm on number six, which is photography. I am on number six now. Yeah, photography. All right, photography. Uh, I mean... Yeah, that's true, I guess. Sure, yeah. I guess my thing about photography is that... I don't know. I mean, I guess it just depends if you're into it or not. But I feel like photography can just be such an expensive hobby. Exactly. That's why you know it's I mean? good over 40 material. I suppose, yeah. If you're if you're 40 and you're just like, man, I just, I got money to spend. You can buy those, like, $600 camera and go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. Good vibes, deep dude. inside me. <laughs> oh, this is a perfect one. This is a okay. perfect one, dude. The next one. Guess what Shoot. the next one is. Don't look at it, but guess. Okay, guess. Okay, so we did photography, we did hiking, we did cooking, we did origami. Um, I think this I'm one's going to really set you up. Sleep with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, next one is actually uh, oh, literally says no. collecting anything. <laughs> it basically just says just collect any oh, junk, just whatever junk, just just. Find every piece of junk you can and just hoard it. This can't be healthy. They're like, you're over 40? Time to just start Time keeping to just everything. start just desperately grabbing on to your earthly possessions and holding on. Just you know trying desperately to forget about your human mortality. <laughs> you better keep all those fortune cookies from Panda Express. <laughs> you know, top of the, 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 the bottle caps, yep. <laughs> you gotta, gotta have a shoebox for all your Just bottle caps. <laughs> you never know; they might be worth something someday. That was something that. So my when my uh, we moved my grandparents. Um, oh, this was probably a while ago. Now it was probably like mm, I don't know, maybe around like ten years ago. 
we moved my parent, my grandparents. Uh, my granddad was a preacher, so he lived in the parsonage at the Baptist church. Um, but he had to stop, so we moved him. So we moved them into a apartment across town, and so they went from having like a basement and an attic and like four extra rooms full of just stuff, just anything you could imagine, to going into like wow. a one bedroom apartment. Oh man, we had to get rid of just so many things. Like yeah. just just things that were just, just all these things, like my uh, granddad had bought like these 50 paintings from what? a Reader's Digest ad. <laughs> and <What? laughs> like, I'm not, this is not even a joke, this is real. 50 and, paintings from an and, ad? Yeah, and he didn't, he, he didn't have them up. They were just like landscapes. He didn't have them hanging up or anything. He just had them sitting there. They still had like plastic on them and stuff. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I had when such the a artist, good deal on when the artist, paintings. yeah, well, he's like, when the artist gets uh, famous, they might be worth something someday. And we're like, I, I don't think. I That's don't your think inheritance, that Daniel. I don't think, I think it, it'll be okay if we just give them the goodwill or something <laughs> yeah you be just okay. you, you just wait you, that's that'll be your inheritance <laughs> it'll get big and then you'll be a millionaire because your grandfather bought the paintings out of a reader's <laughs> digest 10 years ago there, there it is baby <laughs> you made it. but that was just everything man it was everything in their house it was just like all this stuff that they just had all these things and it was just whatever it was, they were just collecting it, and they're like, "Oh, it might be worth money someday or something." And we were like, "That's okay. That's okay if it's if it's worth money and you don't you don't have it. It's okay." Well, moment of truth. Is there anything that you're collecting right now? I'm probably collecting a few things. If I look around the room, I could tell that I have a lot of wires. <laughs> oh, I have I do actually okay I have a big box full of like not computer parts or anything but like just little like like wires and switches and like like I do I it to school for electronics so I gathered a bunch of like electronical equipment yeah. over the years so I have a box full of like just tiny little components and switches and stuff which is super stupid and annoying um that's probably I mean I I'm not old I'm not necessarily saying like you know collecting is a bad thing if, if you're a collector you know there's some really cool like collections out there and if you want if that's what you're into everyone has a junk drawer everyone has a junk drawer you know I mean I'm sure that I have some things that you know whatever like that you don't need to have that I don't need to have <laughs> but like I guess it's just the whole collecting anything and I'm like just you know pick maybe pick pick a thing Pick a, Pick a thing. thing that, like, also something that means something to you, I feel like, is kind of one of the things, you know? Like, for you, you know, the elect like, you know, you went to school for electrical engineering, so it makes sense that you would have a collection of, you know, something like that. It's something it doesn't that you really care make about. Sense anymore. I don't know. If, if you care about something, if, you, if you're, you know, if you're one of those people that collects the quarters and stuff, maybe it's something that, you know, yeah, I don't know, you did with your dad when you were a kid, so it means something to you. Like, that's great, but just... At the age of 40, just being like, hmm, you know what? I'm just going to pick something just completely random to just start stocking up on. Just seems kind of silly to me, I guess. But I'm also, like, I am very, like, non-attached to, like, things. I've always been like that. Like, I just... I believe I, that. 
I believe that about you. I'm not attached to things at all. Like, if I have something, I'll sometimes I'll be, like, cleaning or something, and I'll look, and I'll find something. I'll be like, oh, like, this thing, I've never used it. And I'm like, but I might use it for this. And then I realize I'm like, but I've literally never used it. And then I just throw it away. Or I donate it or something. You're not very attached to stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've just, and it's just, I don't know. It's just always how I've been. I've never had that much stuff. And I've always just, anytime I've like moved or anything gone here or there, it's like pretty much everything. I mean, literally when I would go to visit you in Seattle, when any, well, still anytime I just, I just show up with a backpack with like a couple things in it. And that's yeah. just, I've just always been like that. I always just, I travel light and I just you have like, like a backpack with that's minimal too small. things. Yeah. It's got nothing in it but like a toothbrush and like a shoe. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, how long are you staying here? And you're like, like two weeks. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. That's not true. But you get my drift. It could happen. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I've never been like a, a thing, a thing person. I, I feel that because you, I remember going to your room when you were a kid and you don't have, you just kind of, I don't know. He lives in squalor. <laughs> but, also, but also, there was never anything that interesting. <laughs> I remember going into your room in high school, and there being like a different bottle of liquor in every corner of the room. I think they were mostly all empty, too, but like... It was just like every corner, and I'm not saying like four corners because your room kind of went in a curve. So yeah, like six or seven corners. <laughs> they were like laying on top of like the the HVAC vents and stuff. It was just like there was like a gentleman jack, and there was um there was that other one I forget what it's called. That maybe a Jim Bean or something. It was, it was like Evan Williams. Of, I would drink a lot of. Yeah, Evan Williams. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was mm. a black bottle, and then there was like a big like i don't know value size of vodka or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah <laughs> just <laughs> yeah that was dude that room was ridiculous it was so that room was the only room in my house that was on the second level it was yes. the it was the whole second level was just that room and it was right above the garage and it was kind of really kind of detached from the rest of the house sort of so yeah, man. I just I pretty much just did whatever I wanted up there. That was like and a room that you could just not even know someone was up there. It was like a yeah, secret room. Yeah, it was like just my my and my uh, both of my folks. They uh, they had like inju- they had like injuries, so it was hard for them to get up the stairs. Um. My dad actually just got a new hip. He got a hip replacement. No way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, wow. He says he feels great, though. He feels... It was, like, even right after the surgery, he was just up and moving around, and he said he feels better than he's felt our in a parents, long time. Our, par- our parents live really close to each other. Every time I go home, I think, like, I was... I'll go drop by your parents and just be like, Hey! <laughs> hey, everyone! <laughs> but i never done it. I don't know. I feel weird sometimes about just dropping in. Even like no matter how close I am, I feel kind of weird sometimes about just dropping in on on places. I don't feel weird about it, and I'm gonna do it eventually. 
but the only thing that stops me is usually I don't have like as much time as I think I have or something and then I'm like well I'll show up and then and then eventually I'm like oh I gotta get back home and then I don't do it yeah 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 no I, I feel like I never have enough time when I visit yeah I don't have much time I usually just go for like the day and then drive home yeah yeah that makes sense you're 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 also like right there you're just a drive away Let's do a speed so round a on this 40 over 40. All right. Let's see what else. Uh, I'm going to do five, and then you do five. Uh, so here's, like, some, uh, we're on eight out of 41 because I don't know. <laughs> MSN, the MSN employee can't count, but uh, sculpting, pottery, ceramics, that's fine. That sounds like an old person thing. Bowling, yes. Dude, that's your dad. If you're 40. Your dad loves bowling. Or he, I know he used to love bowling. My dad probably went bowling with your dad. Probably. Um, then uh, there's building models. That will turn you into a psychopath, so I believe <laughs> it. There's upcycling, which means taking garbage and <laughs> connecting all your garbage and trying to explain to all your relatives and neighbors that it's not garbage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> refereeing that's pretty good too they say you could get into coaching when you're older I, I think that's also that's actually a good one too i think that's a good one yeah there's always coaches are always old as shit too um you got nothing else to do there's chess chess is in there that's that's definitely a good one I, that's I a definitely, good one yeah if i was 40 that's probably the only time that i'll play chess i don't know if i'm gonna play chess until i'm 40 too young yeah i don't know i started kind of getting in chess a little bit but not that much, but, you know, just like, it's interesting to do. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's all right. Uh, oh, this one, will, this one will definitely set you off, because the next one is coding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> no. we can go back to that. It's, uh, it's not coding, by the way. Uh, don't reading. do that. Reading is something that you, I feel like you should always do. It's that thing like, where it's just it's good to, to always to, to be reading. I like I mean, it's I'm one of those guys that always like oh it's good to read and then I I don't ever read but I'd like to. True, yeah. Journaling. I, I love reading. Uh, we we bought this bookshelf. Uh, so okay, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew I was gonna have to talk about this. So, reading. Uh, my producer and I are. She reads a lot. I don't read very much, but I buy books and then I just put them away. So we have a, like a collection of uh, looks like a hundred books now. So we got this <laughs> bookshelf. So here's the thing: we bought this bookshelf three times. We bought it from Target. It's a thirty dollars shelf. It's like the cheapest shelf you can find out there. It's better than the IKEA one. Um, so we went to Target at like first of all, we went to Target at like. 11:30 ish one night like almost midnight or something mm. i don't really remember <laughs> and then we went to buy this bookshelf like like right before they closed like because they were open way too late first of all so we buy this bookshelf <laughs> we take it home and then we're like building it like that day or the next day and my dumbass <laughs> reads the directions wrong and i nail the back of the bookshelf onto the front of the bookshelf. <laughs> this is important because the back of the bookshelf is unfinished 
and the front is finished. It has like a <laughs> white trim. So I nail, and there's 50 nails to it, by the way. So it wasn't like, oops. It was like, I, went, I, I committed all the way with my producer's help. And we nailed 50 nails into the front of this bookshelf onto the, it through the trim. And then, <laughs> then I picked it up, or my producer picked it up. I was like, my dumb ass was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to go make dishes. And then my producer lifts the bookshelf up, and it's like, what the hell, Kevin? <laughs> and I come back, and I'm like, oh, shoot. Darn. Well, that, that didn't turn out right. Because the whole front of the bookshelf is unfinished, and that part is pointing towards you, and that's just, like, rough, like, corkwoods. Yeah, it. yeah, the fiberboard stuff. Yes, it looked really bad. To my defense, the back has a brown side and a white side, and the white side has to face out towards you. And I did that correctly. I just nailed it onto the wrong side of the shelf. <laughs> so, anyways, the rest of the story, which is, like, really long, but the short version is we, we took it back to Target and returned it, and they let us exchange it. Like, they, let, <laughs> they refunded me. Like, and I, <laughs> I went to the store, and I told the person... I was like, hey, I bought this shelf, and then I took it home, and then I read the directions wrong, and I nailed the back onto the front, and now it looks terrible because there's, like, 50 holes in the front of the shelf. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I gave I him gave the box. Yeah, and I gave him the box. He didn't even look inside the box. Like, I could have just put, like, an old shelf, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Target, so your return great, policy is too good. The return policy is way too good. So it keeps you coming back, though, man. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I like their store now because of this experience. So I, I returned it, like, a couple days later at, like, the middle of the night again. I went through their store because they said they had one more left, but they didn't have that one. That It was actually out of stock, so it was wrong. Uh, so then we went home, and then the next day, now it's, like, two or three days later, I bought it online to get it delivered back to the store. Um but then I realized I was like, I was in South Seattle and they had one in a Target in like South Seattle. So I was like, okay. So the, so I bought it once, returned it, bought it online. Then I canceled the online order, <laughs> went to the Target in South Seattle, bought it the third time. And then uh, the guy was like, oh yeah, the, the guy at the checkout, he was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys buying this shelf? Well, you got some books you're going to put on there or something? <laughs> he said this. This is a real thing. And then I just looked at him and I said, this is my third time buying this shelf. He was like, what? I, was like, yeah, I bought it a couple of days ago at Target and then I nailed the back onto the front and then I returned it. And he was like, oh, and then he looked really awkward. And then I was like, yeah, so I'm, I returned it and I'm buying this one. And then as I was walking out, I said, hey, can you give me the receipt in case I mess it up again and have to return it? <laughs> That's he looked awesome. scared for his life. <laughs> <laughs> You're a freaking psychopath, dude. Yeah, man. Three times buying this shelf, but it looks That's damn awesome. good. So I got the bookshelf. I got a whole bunch of books. Now I can read them. Nice, nice. Yeah, we have a couple bookshelves full of books that I just have never read. Yeah, I know. I, I read. It. It's hard to know where you left off. I, I've mm. started so many and then forgotten where I was. Yeah. Um, 16 out of 41, journaling. 
also 17 writing fiction and for poetry so maybe they should just have one for writing but they needed to get to 40 things dude imagine what like the 39th thing on this list is it's probably really stupid should we just skip to the end no because 18 is really good 18 is good 18 is pretty good (laughs) 18 is good podcasting is podcasting uh, hey man that's a great thing to start anytime man after 20 yeah whatever man go for it i don't know why we waited till we were like 50 years old to do this we should have done this a long time ago (laughs) uh coloring yep no that's for children Uh, building Building electronics electronics, that's not something you do when you're 40 years old (laughs) (laughs) that's not like a just oh let me just go build some electronic that's like you know you gotta know kind of like you know what's going on this guy's like and this guy on here, he's what has he even got? He's like welding heat pipes to a heat spreader on some kind of board. Yeah, he's trying to solder. He's something. in a lab coat. Yeah, in what? But coat. he's soldering heat pipes. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I don't. I just, that's why for this particular one, maybe maybe if you if you're like older, I know one older guy who uh, is getting into like arduinos and raspberry pis which are like micro computers and microcontrollers yeah. i guess that's pretty cool if you're gonna like wire some stuff around your house try to get your toaster to you know i don't know <laughs> retoast the bread if it's not the right temperature <laughs> something the many things yeah. you can do with a raspberry pi <laughs> yeah the many things you can do with raspberry pi. that's i have two raspberry pis i didn't know what to do with them I actually put them in a rack and set them up as like a cloud kind of, but yeah. um, but then I couldn't get any software to run on them because I have them set up in like this distributed platform where they share resources and I could deploy mm. an application and it would just like go between, it could run on both and then like it could spin up like however it wants. The problem is that the applications that I want to run they can't fit on the Pi itself anyways. So neither Pi can actually run the app because it's too big. Ah, so uh, yeah. Too, like, it doesn't matter how many Pis I add because I need one Pi to be able to run at least one instance. And but you could, could, you, could, in theory, you could attach them to some kind of storage, though, I feel like. But the Probably. app is too much CPU and mm. memory. Yeah. Oh, okay. They only have one CPU each. This needs like two or three. Oh so it's yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. So and yeah. So they're I, for they're good for very small things, you know. Yeah. Unless you get like and even like they did have one that's like they had one that was like a quad core uh, CPU, but um, it was having like serious like overheating issues, so it would just throttle anyway. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I have it around here somewhere. It used to be on my, used to be on my desk, but I don't know where I put it. Um, so, but I, I'll, I'll try to figure out something. I, I was gonna do some like home cloud kind of deal, run some apps and stuff just on my local network, and then have them. But it's it was a cool project, but I need to figure out how to get some of the higher level apps to run on there because they're too big for the pie it's just the cool stuff that i wanted to run is designed to run in like aws yeah really hard to no i was thinking of doing a similar thing but yeah it's just 
I mean, I could write I custom apps that will run on the Pi. I think that's what it's for. I guess for the listeners. So if you use something called K3S, um, that's distributed software. It's, it's Kubernetes distribution. Kubernetes is an application that you can run on a bunch of servers, and it'll allow you to uh, distribute applications and deployments between the servers and then use auto scaling and resource management. So it's just like a, it's like an abstraction that you put onto a bunch of servers and to be like a cloud kind of. Yeah. Your app can just move around between the servers very fluidly and share resources and you can control a lot of things. So uh, it's just like, it's almost just like data center management software at this point. It used to be really yeah. fancy. Now it's, now it's very cut and dry. So I put it on some pies. K3s is like a minimized version. Threw it on some Raspberry Pis, but the problem is each pie doesn't have enough resources just to run like a basic application. So all I could really do with K3s is put on like if I wrote some small custom application, and then I could have that moving around like something really simple, big advanced app with like a GUI and stuff. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Can't even run it on one node, and so, anyways, that was that's a project. I'll put it on the I'll put it on my blog later at some point. A blog once I figure out how to do it. I'm gonna write a big article on it because it was pretty fun. But you know, anyways, yeah. I'm gonna skip to like the last uh, five things. So I'm going to image 25, All right. uh, 35, and then yeah, 35 and then is good. Just gonna knock out the the article. Well, I typed 35 into the search bar, so now I'm looking at fire station. <laughs> 35 in North Seattle and um, a bunch of other stuff that starts with the number 35. What's what's the last five, Daniel? Uh, this five is doing yoga. Yoga? No, yoga. thank you. Yeah, I tried it once and I wasn't that interested. But painting? Sure, yeah. Improv? Wow. Okay. Should, mm, I'm no, I don't. I don't know that you should start doing improv. What a stereotype. Yeah, oh, you're that's... over 40? Go buy some paint. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go to Michael's, you stupid old person. Go walk around Michael's for like three hours and then leave with only buying like five things and arguing with someone about your coupon for half an hour. <laughs> Actually, that's what I call Saturday. That's what I did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, what's but, the uh, next one? More stereotypical. Uh, bird watching. Practicing karate. Did you say bird watching? Bird watching. Yeah, yeah. Hey, old person. <laughs> after, terrible. After you're done wandering around Michael's, yeah, you can go and just sit on a bench in the park and look at birds. I'm starting to think the last thing on this list is going to be like euthanasia. <laughs> like, go kill yourself. <laughs> just the MSN guy just has a vendetta against old people. <laughs> yeah it's, i don't know also by the way <coughs> euthanasia is really popular in oregon so take that portland oh yeah you love that's like a whole thing people. uh let's see practicing karate i feel like that would be oh, just very injury prone you know hmm that late when you're 40 maybe not time to try karate maybe you should maybe. have already tried it and decided if you want to yeah do that i don't want to start old. fighting people when i'm 40 although okay so this is a tangent but have you seen the thing about the cobra kai thing this, this is like that there's a movie called the karate kid and it's okay mm -hmm. it's, it's overrated yeah to be honest. um and then there's a, a movie on youtube 
It's like a YouTube original. Oh, it is YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was like Netflix or something, but that's right. No, it is actually YouTube. That's why I've only seen like the first two or three episodes because I always forget where it was. And (laughs) there's like a whole like there's a whole series that like picks up Karate Kid when they're like 40 years old and they're learning karate (laughs) and it's very on point. So it was okay show. I watched it with my dad because he likes Karate Kid because he's Mm. old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. It's It's, it's an okay movie. I don't know. I wish I think I think if YouTube put out more originals like that, maybe. But I feel like the response was so like sparse. They probably were like, "Ah, oh, we give up." Well, that seems like also a weird thing to revive on YouTube. Yeah, you know, it's just it's, not it doesn't the pe- fit the core demo, right? Or like, yeah, yeah. The demographic just I don't think is really there because the people who would be interested in that they may older people. watch like my one dad, episode or something. But. No, my dad loved it. My dad not loved it, but I could tell he was getting pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I was like. Yeah, he was getting really into it, yeah. and I was like, okay, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing that I'm saying, though, is I feel like the demographic isn't really, it's not like he's, like, a YouTube viewer, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. He's not the well, typical demographic of YouTube So he viewers. watches InfoWars, so. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's gotten really into InfoWars, uh, which, for the uninitiated, is, like, this internet conspiracy show that's, that's like, a cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. I just, I love Infowars. I love watching Infowars just, just for the, just for the, I don't know, just for the spectacle. Uh, my dad has actually, so I guess I haven't talked to you about this, but my dad has turned into the person who like, I love my dad. He's a great guy, but he goes awesome. and he buys like the like activated carbon three sixty stuff from like Infowars ads and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, at my house now they have this cabinet that's full of um, supplements from like Whole Foods and like just random internet stuff, uh, and it's just full of like really obscure things like, <laughs> i'm pretty sure one of them is paint thinner that, <laughs> that they say you take it in small doses and it's good for you or something <laughs> and then i googled it and the first thing that came up was like paint thinner <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. okay okay micro dosing on some paint that i mean they have another one where it's like a bucket and you're supposed to put water in it and then you drop this <laughs> it's electrical component in there and it's supposed to like change your hydroelectrolytes or something like that but it's really just shocking I'm buy this stuff they do this thing I, I realize and I, they're vulnerable to these things now and I'm like I don't know what to say like uh, did you be supportive do you try it I'm supportive I'm like hey, I don't know you made it this far, you get to do whatever you want. This I guess so that's the that's the reward that you get when you're old. Right? Yeah, didn't did we talk to... about this? Someone there was someone who was like Oh shoot. This is a great story. This is a new story. There was someone who was like a certain age, they were like seventy or something, and then I forget what they did, but they did something that, that got them in trouble and they were supposed to go Oh, they um Shoot, my someone at work was telling me this. So her grandmother was like seventy something, 
or maybe even 80 and then she was trying to get morphine because she was uh she had cancer or something and she was dying and she, but she was in india and they don't allow you to get drugs even if you're sick they don't even want you to take morphine like they're very strict mm. about the drugs it's crazy so this person's like 70 almost 80 and she's dying of cancer and the doctors won't even give her morphine until my my boss had to fly to india and take her to some hospital and then sign some release paperwork in order for her like 70 something year old grandmother in india to get morphine as a painkiller and then she only lived for like a couple weeks after that um so it was a good thing that she went to india and got her on the painkillers you know because you don't want to go out terrible pain for like weeks yeah. But also, I was like, so I was on the phone with my boss, and she was telling me this story, and I was like, I was like, you know, if you're over seventy, you should just get to do whatever drugs you want to do. <laughs> you made it. Good job. You're yeah. seventy-five. Here's all the crystal meth that you could have done when you were twenty. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah. Here's here, uh, you want methamphetamines? There you go. Go ahead, <laughs> knock yourself out. You're eighty years old. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You want some some horse tranquilizer? Well, you probably will die because you're 75. But probably, but hey, that's all. That's all you. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, like, you know, they had the Silk Road for buying drugs, but we need like the corduroy pathway <laughs> for like older people who wanted to experiment, and it should be totally legal. Totally legal. Also, by I the way, I listen to like a I listen to like a five-hour podcast on the silk road and it's really interesting and i'm gonna send a link and for all the listeners um it'll be on the reddit i'll be on the subreddit. Yes. this is not sponsored but <laughs> i've gotten like badly into true crime podcasts like i've been oh, listening yeah. to like like hours and hours and hours of true crime podcasts about like grisly murders and like rapes and terrible like torturing and this like terrible awful things and it's so fascinating no man <laughs> I can't that's, stop. yeah my producer used to listen to she has a like a serial killer podcast that she listens to and that's really interesting it's so interesting these people are fascinating yeah there's um the one i listen to is the, the well, there's a whole bunch but the one that i want to shout out is case file because it's actually pretty good and they do a lot of research so i listened to their silk road one and i gotta say for anyone who's interested in like the Silk Road or like Bitcoin or like the dark web and like you kind of missed out on that stuff because you weren't old enough like me like I didn't know what was going on so yeah. I was like older well like my older brother knew about all that stuff because he was just like an internet person well I feel like yeah we we like learned about it kind of when it started getting sh like shut down and cracked down on and stuff yeah like I couldn't like I don't know I talked to someone in my class he was a couple years older than me he told me that he was able to use the Silk Road and buy drugs on there and stuff he was describing to me the different ways that people sent him like narcotics and they would wrap it into like like they would send him like books and they would cut out parts of the books and put inside like narcotics yeah. and stuff so that, all that kind of crazy stuff and i was like oh man that was so cool but like i don't know but i just i feel like i wasn't i wouldn't have been able to buy it i wouldn't even know how to like work out all that like bitcoin stuff when yeah. I was younger yeah well i mean but, yeah I yeah, I didn't like, even understand all of that when I was that age. I was kind of like, uh, I don't really know. Yeah, people in their older twenties though, they get it. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So that was that's that was super interesting. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happened in Silk Road, and mm -hmm. I highly recommend to listen to it because um, just <laughs> just the extent that people went to like create it 
and there's so much work that was done to take it down. It really is surprising. I'll check that one out. Yeah, but now weed's legal, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I can go buy weed light now <laughs> for like $6. <laughs> you know, it is still weird here, though. Like, there's like a, the weed shop that I go to, it's like uh, completely unmarked. You have to park like a block away and then walk there. Um, and they have to move like every couple months to a what? different location. Yeah, because. Because whatever it's just it is, an RV that says weed and a, a piece of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, they, that's the thing is that it's completely unlabeled. You just have to know. Like they just send out a text, and then it just kind of gets through, and people hey. are like, I'll just sometimes like I'll get like a text from my friend. That's a like, drug dealer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a pot shop. That's a drug dealer. No, but that's what's weird though is that it's like it's just like I don't know, dude. Whatever the weird laws are here for it because it's like recreationally legal but there's just some weird laws where they and they just you know they keep rating i don't know if it's maybe they're rating it because of the federal regulations kind of like what they did when they first legalized weed in washington or if it's just some other weird loophole i'm not sure is that really a legal weed shop yeah i mean it's it's legal you look like I you're defending know, yourself. I don't really know. It's weird, dude. I, I don't really know, but it's like, it's just, it's weird because it's like, it's not like they do it anything in secret or anything. They just move around and stuff, and it's just, I don't know. It uh, make let me sense. follow up. I'll follow up with my friend from California who moved to Washington. I'll see because I was meaning to ask him if he thinks that weed shops here are nicer. I think he might they're, have mentioned something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're definitely nicer. Weed stores up here are like really nice. They're more like, and like I said, they're more like official and stuff. Like I think it's just more like basically it's it's not like that the the weed shop is illegal. I think it's just it's the way that the they you know you can't really advertise that it's like a weed shop and stuff. And there's yeah. weird laws about it, and it's like it, okay, and, it, and it's really weird, and and there's like so there's just some weird things. They have to keep like really close records of like you know who goes there and stuff. Like they have to like you know sign you in and mark down who you are and stuff. Really? Like that. Yeah, yeah. That's it's weird. Just, I remember we went to Las Vegas and we went to like a dispensary there, and they were sketchy as hell. They had like bulletproof glass. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That was they had like bulletproof glass and they wanted to like check our ids and stuff and then let us into this little room and things and i was like though this is not a pot shop yeah it was weird well and it's like <laughs> they let us into the room where there wasn't even anyone in there they they there wasn't anyone in there until we went in there and they went in with us it was it was really weird yeah it was like you're being led into like an armory or something and i was like this is yeah. so weird. And in, in seattle it's just like it's just a it's just like a like regular store it's nicer than a 7-eleven let's be yeah. real like, <laughs> the ones in washington are nice upscale. yeah but really fancy and uh it's just i think it's just i think it's just that thing where like i said it's just they a lot of other places they have to be, be a lot more low-key because yeah. they, they're still kind of you know I was leaving work the other day and I saw a guy twirling a sign for a pot shop that's like across the street from my office. <laughs> he was like twirling a sign and I was like, man, is this really what we come to? Like, <laughs> weed stores can't find enough business? <laughs> Dude, there's too many in Washington. Yeah, there's, we've saturated the pot market. 
What what didn't we have another story? There's something about a plane that dropped jet fuel at a bunch uh, of kids. Yes. So this one is about so this is actually a, a new development in the story. So what happened was basically um, I read an article about this uh, earlier this week, and what happened was there was a there was a plane that was leaving um, an airport in California, and it got through some of the flights. It like it started flying, and it was pretty early on in the flight that they like contacted the air controllers and they're like, um, "We're having an issue. We need to come back and land." And then they were talking about dumping fuel, and they kind of were talking back and forth. They said they were going to dump fuel, but then they didn't. And then dumping fuel. Why does that help? So it's the too dump, heavy. Yeah. So it's about weight. It's about weight. So if the basically the the engine was going into something called a compressor stall, where the it doesn't have enough. There's not enough air pressure going into the engine to keep the the, the plane uh, flying. Basically, so they were talking about. Sometimes they'll do a they'll dump the fuel to get the plane to a safe wait for landing because the idea is that you know it's too heavy to land yeah it's it's kind of weird and, and i don't know the exact aerodynamics of this the idea is that the fuel would have been burned on the flight but because it wasn't burned they still have it so it's so the plane might be too heavy to land um, you're not an aerospace subject matter expert i'm not actually what but so so the the concerning thing is that what happened was there was some talking. They the the pilot decided not to dump fuel. Oh, that's good. That, yeah. I feel like that's the right decision. However, whenever they were coming in for a landing, they were coming in low over a school, and they just dumped fuel without saying anything. They just dumped I the fuel and landed they decided not to well that's the thing is that they they told the uh like the traffic and the air traffic controllers they're like uh no we don't need to dump fuel we're good which is important because the way that dumping fuel is supposed to go according to the article i read is that they're supposed to decide to dump fuel and then the air traffic controller will send them to a designated place to dump yes. the fuel and right. they're supposed to also do it at a higher uh altitude where it'll just kind of dissipate into the atmosphere and you're supposed to do it over a place where even if it does end up going down to the ground, it doesn't go somewhere dangerous. But what happened here was they were too low and they were they dumped it when they were right over an elementary school and they actually soaked like a bunch of kids and teachers <laughs> with That's terrible. jet fuel. Um, so now, you know, there's... Um, That's crazy. So, so now, they, yeah. they were like, we're not going to dump fuel. And then they were flying, and then they saw this elementary school, and they are like, you know what? <laughs> These kids in particular. <laughs> Let the fuel go. <laughs> yeah. And, like, some people were, you know, I mean, you could make the argument that they thought they would be good, but then they realized as they were coming in, the plane would be too heavy. But some experts have also said that, based on the amount of people that they reported being on the flight and the size of the plane, the weight shouldn't have been an issue because it wasn't a very full flight. So it's, it's, oh. it's, you know, it's, strange. Uh, it's a strange situation. And, the thing, and that's the issue is that no one really knows why they decided to dump because they didn't tell anyone. So now, uh, yeah, now the teachers um, of the elementary school are filing a lawsuit against uh, Delta of Airlines. Of course. Yeah. 
drop jet fuel on a bunch of kids <laughs> yeah. while they're playing. Like, what the hell? Wouldn't that be so bizarre if you were just, like, outside and you were a teacher and you're just working your job and then suddenly, like, it's raining monster energy drinks? Like, <laughs> what the hell is yeah. going on? Well, yeah, well, when they were talking about the thing, they said they felt sick, dizzy, and nauseated. I guess I didn't really even think about it. I was like, I mean, that kind of sucks to be like, you know, get fuel and stuff. But I didn't really think like, I guess, yeah, it's, that'd be like a lot of fuel dropping down on you, soaking you. So all yeah. the fumes will make you feel, feel, you know, sick and yeah. everything. That probably, yeah, I heard that it was minor injuries. And then later I heard it was like uh, less than, or maybe a little bit more than minor injuries from from taking a shower and jet fuel maybe one of the kids will grow up to have superpowers and he'll be able to fly maybe. not that i'm being insensitive or anything i'm also <laughs> not a financial advisor but if there was an origin story for someone who later grew up and his name was like Jetman and he could fly oh yeah this <laughs> it was would like probably be that he was playing and then <laughs> dropped jet fuel on him <laughs> he, he was like radioactive and then he was able to fly later and he overcame his fear of heights that, that's the that's the real hero's journey there is he's afraid of heights and he learns how to fly and then he's able to save his dad's dying business <laughs> I just made a great Marvel Marvel's calling me I gotta yeah, we gotta, we hey, gotta get in contact with Disney <laughs> yes I have another 90 minute hero film for you <laughs> But uh, I'm right, though. You can't so, disagree with that. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, it just seems like based on what, based on what I've, like I said, not a not a aeronautics expert, but based on what I've heard, it sounds like it was you just. Also, are you a financial advisor? Too, I'm not a financial way? advisor, and this is not have legal to advice. Yes. <laughs> We're not financial advisors. <laughs> Let me finish is not a financial advice podcast. <laughs> financial advice podcast, though. But it's not. But we are not advisors. Keep it on the down low. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, she said that the liquid affected the victim's eyes, noses, mouths, lungs, and skin. So. Wow. I mean, potentially. Uh, That's crazy. Potentially serious. I mean, it. They could probably, I mean, I, will, I guess we'll have to see how the lawsuit goes. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like they were definitely in the wrong for, for. Oh, yeah, there's definitely like. It's just, there. yeah, they had the chance. It's just the fact that they had the chance to, the air traffic controller was tr actually trying to get them to move to a safe place to dump fuel. And they said no. And then they decided to just dump fuel anyway. That's really that kind of concerning thing about it. You yeah. Know? So, I don't know. We don't know. Well, there's still investigation going on, going on as far as what exactly happened. But that just seems like a bad, a bad decision by them to not just take yeah. the proper precautions. I think, um, I think the fact that it happened is bad. And yes. I think that if they aren't, I mean, this never happens. That's how you know. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. 
very rare thing to happen so definitely it must have been a problem or a mistake like otherwise i mean it would be raining jet fuel all the time (laughs) the fact that i'm not tripping over like jet fuel puddles then i know that this is just weird should not have happened and that's the thing is it's like i that's why i mentioned they they have procedures for this to do it in a safe way but they just didn't follow procedure so uh Just seems so for, irresponsible. I think for the for for the last segment, sometimes we do this thing where we go on Twitter and then we look at things and then we just that's just what we react to and that's like that's like a segment. I know it sounds crazy when I say it, but I so I saw something on Twitter and it, it's just um, it's something about Elizabeth Warren, but I don't really care about the tweet because it's too much context to even understand. But I think. For the for the closing segment, we got to make predictions on um, two predictions. Okay. Uh, well, not okay. Which Democratic candidate is the candidate that you maybe would vote for or approve of, and then what's the Democratic candidate that's actually going to get nominated? So two different things. Oh, that's hard. First, cause... first let's do uh, first let's do candidate that you like slash would vote for. Uh, I think I would. I think I'd vote for Bernie. You'd vote for Bernie? Yeah, I'd right. vote for Bernie. I'll be I'll be I honest. I, I haven't been following the debates a lot or anything. So Me I mean, either. I, I don't know that's a lot the about point. the candidates. But that's and, the thing. So I think most people are like us. They have no idea. Yeah. They don't know anything. And they're the ones that are going to go out and vote. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the majority. Thing. So, so you're saying, I don't really know what's going on, but... Bernie Sanders has a cool haircut. I mean, I guess for me, the thing that, uh, you know, like, that interests me about Bernie Sanders is just he, uh, he just seems to have a lot of, you know, kind of a lot of passion, and he just, he he seems to really, really care about the, you know, things that he's addressing. I don't necessarily fully 100% agree with everything that he says and everything, but I just, I like to see the, you know, his... It's it's nice to see someone who really seems to care, you know, about yeah. about the issues that they're addressing, because sometimes you know it feels like you get into a lot of uh, political candidates who you know are these lifetime politicians, and a lot of it really is just an agenda that yeah. they're pushing because they don't really care about whatever it is they're pushing. They're pushing it because that's something that's going to get them elected, or that's something that that that's something that from what I've seen of Bernie has never really changed, you know, whether it's been something that could get him elected or something that could not, he just seems to be pushing for the things that he cares about, which I like. Yeah. I feel like, you know, four years of Donald Trump, this isn't a knock against Donald Trump, by the way. I know people love to knock him. I'm not going for a low blow here. I'm just saying four years of Trump, feels like we could do anything at this point you know what i'm saying yeah not in a negative way i'm just saying like he's such a different kind of who knows what the hell kind of guy yeah we did that for four years and we're fine like give bernie sanders a turn in there you know yeah don't complain that oh it's gonna destroy the country or something like look what we've been doing (laughs) it's been wild i mean he's just like yeah well and i feel like you you, no matter no matter how like staunch of a trump supporter you are you cannot argue the fact that he is just all over the place 
you know, I mean, he just kind of, he just does, he just, he just hops on Twitter, tweets whatever he wants, he just kind of does yeah. things, he just, he just goes and he just does things, and he's I'm just, okay with Bernie, but I have, uh, I do have a, I do have a gripe with him, because I feel like, I feel like, um, I liked him more, like, four years ago, I liked him more in 2016, mm. and then something about him coming back and then the other candidates that are there and just how much the conversation has changed and it just doesn't have the same appeal for me anymore yeah. like i i sh- sh- probably would have voted for him maybe if he was nominated that's the other question we got to go to but but something about him now it's just like it just doesn't have the same doesn't have the sex appeal you know like <laughs> <laughs> are you saying bernie has no sex appeal I'm not dry humping his platform is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like between, okay, so you have Elizabeth Warren who took a whole bunch of his points uh, and then sort of has a different way of explaining them. Mm-hmm. And then you have Yang who took his points and then just okay, bye, yeeted them into another century. See ya. That's my producer. Take care. Where Are you going downtown? No, bye. Oh, okay, cool. All right. That's convenient. I'm Okay, um, yeah. Anyways, we'll edit that. We yeah. won't edit that. <laughs> we'll put that on in post. <laughs> yeah, hey, editor, sure. <laughs> cut here, cut here, editor. You're the editor this week. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so between between Warren, who took all of Bernie's points and then just explained them differently, and then uh, I should say Elizabeth Warren took Bernie's points. And explain them to a different audience. Mm. It's like all the people who find like Bernie and Bernie Bros really obnoxious, which is like everyone. Yeah. Um, no offense to Bernie Bros, but like I feel like Warren took the same points and explained it to all the people in the back who are not obnoxious and annoying. And it was like, okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I'm not saying actually. Look, I'm, I'll, I'll I'll roll that back. I don't hate Bernie Bros, but I totally get the the stereotype. Like, I, oh I, yeah. I, I totally get the stereotype though like and you're not one but like there's people who are like Bernie Sanders or die and it's annoying it's like I said I think it's just you know it's these people who have just gone too far the other way you know what I mean because they see something like ah like whatever and then then, and it's like they think they're better because like sure you know like whatever Bernie's great but to be someone who's just like oh like Bernie only, and if you don't like Bernie, then you just hate every. You know, you just you just hate progress or something. They don't even. That's, that's the thing. So like Bernie Bros. Back, you know, Bernie Bros. Don't even like Democrats either. They're yeah. like, as soon as he lost the nomination, like they were like probably the first people to go support Trump too. And it was that's why I'm like I, I don't really care about Bernie Bros. But I, I do feel like, do you agree with my premise that? Bernie was really attractive in 2016 because he really was outside the box and he was coming from a different angle people didn't think about. But then now four years later, you have Yang who's kind of just taken – he's like the new Bernie pretty much. Yeah. He's burning what Bernie was four years ago. Yeah. He's the guy that – he starts talking and everyone's like, this guy's crazy. But, you know, something kind of resonates. Yeah. And then Warren who has the same positions as Bernie but for the, the other audience. and So it's like Bernie just – I feel like he doesn't have that sex appeal anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I think it's because he's basically, you know, I mean, his his agenda hasn't changed. 
he's making the same kind of arguments, you know, as he did four years ago, which is, like I said, kind of one of the reasons that I do like him because that's true, you know, but at the same time, yeah, you know, you also have to wonder then if someone can't, you know, if someone isn't going to change their arguments, so, you know, to get elected or kind of change their perspective or make progress towards something, you know, how are they going to adapt to new situations when they're in office as well? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, so, okay, well then uh, I'll say the candidate that I like and no one's going to see this coming because there's probably like a 0.5% chance that you would actually even think of this candidate based on their polling. But uh, I like Michael Bennett. Yep. Michael so, Bennett. You're Is like, he, uh, I was watching the Democratic <laughs> debate the other night. Bennett? He's never on the debates. That's the problem. People don't know who he is. I turned on C-SPAN. I know. So I turned on C-SPAN the other day. Apparently, I didn't even think he was still running, but I I knew about him because he had a little spat with uh, Ted Cruz one time, Mm. and after I saw it on Twitter... What? It kind of looks similar. Ted yeah, yeah. Well, so he's from Colorado. He's like a senator from Colorado. But Ted Cruz said something about gun control or something, and then Michael Bennett went up there and talked about gun control. And it was, like, viral on Twitter, and this was, like, probably in January last year. And uh, But I remember watching that and thinking, this is a guy who's a Democrat who, whether or not I was a Democrat, I would vote for him. Mm. And that's probably why he's in Colorado and he's a Democrat senator. Like it's just it's like a purple candidate almost. So, like, not trying to play too much to the Democrats' base, more like trying to reach over and hit like people who are like red, but also hit people who are like core blue group. And yeah. Not not going really far in either direction, but just very rational positions that can be explained and have like a good plan. It's like a candidate who isn't like we need to have a green new deal because a hundred years from now there'll be some climate catastrophe or something or i guess green new deal thinks there'll be a climate catastrophe like in like one year or two years but you know what i'm saying like like there's these democrat policies they're not even democrat policies there's just policies that democrats have taken in that are so yeah. long term like automation is going to take away all of our jobs it's like yeah is that going to happen in the next four years probably not yeah like, it's not going to happen in four years is climate change going to destroy the entire world in four years no no yeah so they're taking all these they're taking all these long bets and putting them into the platform which i'm not saying it's bad i say yeah we should probably plan for these things but to make that like that's your platform is all these long bets that's like a really hard position to persuade people versus if you have like you know short-term bets so example of this so michael bennett uh, I was watching C-SPAN, which I don't usually watch. I just was trying to see if my um, I was trying to see if my cable was working. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I put on C-SPAN and I saw Michael Bennett, and he was doing some event, and uh, he was talking on um, education. So, what does Bernie say about education? Uh, well, Bernie, what Bernie's. All for free college and stuff. I don't know exactly how. All I know is really free college. I don't really know how he. Uh, exactly right. Yeah, I don't know. And the then details I texted you. Remember, I texted you this week too, and I was like, "Wow, Bernie!" This was right after I saw this too, so that's why I texted you about Bernie. I was like, "Oh, this free college thing doesn't make sense because like you have colleges that cost like, like, I don't know, a couple grand in." tuition for a whole year and then colleges that cost like 50 grand for like one year of tuition yeah. how, how do you possibly make it free like wouldn't 
that disrupt the entire market and everyone would just go to the highest you know quality college but then those colleges are already crowded so if you make them free they're just going to become like so exclusive only the top 0.0.01 percent will even be able to attend them based on their academic records because there's no more cost barrier to entry yeah like it it would be frustrating kid like me would never go to a good school because like i I would have to have like a a 4.1 gpa out of four to actually get to like a good school you know yeah like and then to even be able to fund it doesn't make sense. So I feel like the, the free college argument is so hard to win to people because it's going so far. But the other side to it, so this is where Michael Bennett mentioned on C-SPAN when I was watching, and he was saying that, look, the other candidates are saying free college. So Bernie says free college, but he never really explains it. That's why you don't really know how he's going to do it because yeah. he never says how he's going to do it. That's why people like Bernie. And Michael – not Michael – Elizabeth Warren, she said free college. She said she would pay for it from like a 1% or 2% wealth tax, which people don't really like that position yeah. because if you start taxing people on their wealth, that means Jeff Bezos worth like $100 billion. But that's because of his uh, his net worth is also calculated because he owns a bunch of shares in Amazon. So if you tax him for like 1% of his $100 billion, which is mostly based on his ownership of Amazon, then he would have to liquidate Amazon shares, which he would pay a capital gains tax on, and then pay his wealth tax out of that liquidation, which it's like paying the tax two times. And then every year he would have to keep liquidating himself in order to pay the wealth tax that's based on his ownership of assets that aren't liquid. So the wealth tax itself, it just has problems. And then rich people are able to hide their money much better than we are. So it's more like... It's more like a position that you're just going to scare away from. So anyways, Michael Bennett is a great candidate because here's his education plan. Free preschool. And I heard that and I thought, see, that's genius, right? I mean, like, so then he was going through, he was saying, like, look, what predicts people being, like, able to get good jobs in life is trying to pay for like things like preschool and stuff so that parents can, you know, be able to get their kids, you know, more attention and stuff when they're younger and be able to work their jobs and then kids who do preschool are shown to do much better later in life more than like mm. going to college actually predicts whether you do well, well in life preschool actually is a really good foundation and then also he said let's try to make community college free which i thought makes a lot of sense like, yeah yeah community college actually no wait that's not his position his position isn't even make community college free it's to take college or not high school curriculum and add um, higher level things into high school curriculum mm-hmm. so people coming out of high school can actually go and do like better colleges or like get jobs that are like more of like a technical training or something and I was like that's also brilliant and Gang has a position that's similar to yeah. that so change high school so you come out of high school you prepare for the rest of your life and also get preschool is free so that's that's going to make a big impact and then um, something he said that I thought was worth saying is um the number one predictor of a kid's quality of education is their parents' income, which is really true. So if your parents are rich, then you're well-educated. If your parents are poor, then you're not very well-educated. That's kind of how that goes for most people. Yeah. And then, I, So I feel like that's, that's a position you can really get behind. Like maybe 20 years from now we'll have free universities. That'd be great. But if we just make preschool free, that seems like such a logical step. And then maybe make high school better and then maybe make community college free. Let's get there, but let's get there in steps. Let's not just jump, you know, to making, like, Harvard free or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it would ever work to jump straight to that. I don't know that I would necessarily say – I don't know that necessarily – I think you'd have to be careful, you know, like, I think that restructuring high school 
would be yeah. good. But you also have to change kind of the, the, the perspective on high school. Because I think what's hard is that, what's hard about high school is that a lot of people don't necessarily always learn that much from high school because it's like one of those things that you have to go to, right? And where you really yeah. do your big learning for most people is when you choose to go to college, you know? And that's kind of one of the things that sets them apart a little bit is that it's like, you know... That's true. You know, so it's like, I think that it's it's good in theory to have people be more ready after high school, but at the same time, if they're not necessarily making a choice to, yeah, you know, then then it's not necessarily, you know, they're not going to, they also have to help themselves, I guess, you know. And it's just yeah. difficult because of the perspective that, you know, school has right now. So I think that we have to change the perspective on things like high school before we can make that effective. I, I think it's, I think it's a good direction to move in, but it's just, it'd be difficult to really, because I don't think a lot of kids would really take advantage of that in high school. I think of, uh, I was just, the, when you listen to Michael Bennett speak, everything just seems to click. And yeah. I just remember listening to him, and then he was saying, like, he's talking about having free college, and then just saying that, look, people who go to college, they, you know, I don't know if he said this, but it was just kind of my feeling was like people who go to college probably just they're fine anyways. So, you know, but yeah. then he was saying, like, think about all the kids who graduate high school and then go work at Regal Cinemas for like the next 10 years of their life. And he's like, free college might not really help them. Why don't we get them out of high school and then have them already ready to go be like the manager of Regal Cinemas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's a good way of explaining it. I probably represent his position wrong, but I just feel like something there. That no, resonates. I think that that's good. And that's where I think that one thing, I think that that's kind of, um, I guess an issue, I think, I think that's kind of, like I said, part of the issue with, you know, the perspective on high school is that it's generally thought of as some kind of like, almost like college prep thing that's like kind of yeah. almost a sort of, sort of forced on kids. So in the kids that are in, in high school, they feel like they're just having all this kind of education forced on them and they're like, oh, and yeah, for the kids that aren't going to college, they're like, oh, well, I don't need to worry about it because I'm not going to college. Or they're like, oh, you know, I'm even if I'm going to college, I'm just going to be like, I don't know, like in like HR or something. So I need to worry about like, say like math and things like that and whatever. Yeah. What, what needs to happen is we need to focus more on, um, yeah, on making, on kind of, making high school into something that prepares you and understand and and having i guess just getting the understanding across to students that it's something that's preparing you for your for your life you know and focus and focus less on things like college and stuff you know getting re getting yeah. kids ready for college focus more on explaining to students how the things that they're learning are going to help them be successful in their lives this is see this is this is why I support uh, Michael Bennett, um, who's not a sponsor of the show, uh, <laughs> sadly. But this is why I would support him because out of the Democratic candidates, because I just felt like when I was listening to him talk, I was thinking, man, and I was gonna change the channel and I didn't, and I watched the last, um, you know, I just watched this whole thing, which was only about fifteen minutes, but I just thought, wow. You know, like, this is really the message. Instead of just saying, and I tweeted this out, I said, like, uh, free college is like a slogan. It's not like a position because it doesn't make sense. How are you going to do yeah. it? But then to hear him just talk about, hey, instead of just trying to make things free, 
why don't we just spend like literally a tenth of the money and just reform all of the things we have and make them useful and then once we add value to like our high school and then we also can make preschool free and do all these things that can you know put people on the path to go to college you know or at least get really good jobs without having to go to college maybe there's other podcasts i was listening to where they were talking about how useless college is and it costs so much money but actually doing college doesn't actually move the needle for a lot of people like people will go and get like phds and then they just go into postdoc world and don't have anything to actually do yeah and how much of it is just like a? it's just like a it's like a credential masturbation process. Yeah. Just giving yourself these, you know, accolades that are worthless. Yeah. So, and the only places where it is useful is like, I guess, practical stuff sometimes, but even that doesn't make sense. And then also just having the connections or going to a school that's really expensive where you can say, oh, I went to this school that people know about that you can Google, you know, and then otherwise it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Okay, Canada, but but that's all bullshit. Who's really gonna get the nomination? I uh, I don't actually know to be honest. I was thinking for a while uh, Biden might. It's or, definitely gonna be Biden. Yeah. I still I'm still on that train. I think Biden's gonna get the nomination. I think I he has a why. really good chance to get the, the nomination. I think that. I think you know he's a former he's the former vice president. I think that's a big thing. People have had him in, you know, in office as the vice president before, so they're already familiar right. with him. He yep, and he's and he's kind of a safe candidate too, you know. Yeah. Like I think that's the big thing is that you you know what you're getting with him, and because he's already been in office, and he's not really coming out with these crazy positions either you know he doesn't have any kind of really like off the wall stuff that he's trying to you know take positions on he's i think like i said he's think he's a safe candidate which i think is something that people feel a lot of people also just feel like they want sort of a safe candidate after you know having you know trump that's just very difficult to predict what he's going to do you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that the last candidate they nominated was Clinton. I think the next candidate they nominated would probably be Biden. It's just logical, mm-hmm. right? You, you couldn't see the party that nominated Hillary Clinton going and nominating, like, uh, even Bernie Sanders. I feel like they just won't go for it. Yeah. Even though he's, like, leading, they just won't go for it. I don't think they will. They just, they aren't okay with it. He's independent, and his positions, you know... I just feel like that they, they, they won't they won't gel with the the people who run the corrupt you know what is it, Democratic National Committee or whatever. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna go for Bernie. I feel like that would be like reversing everything they did four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think I think we'll get another repeat. It'll come down to Bernie and Biden, and then Biden will win, even though he's less popular. Yep, yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, it's just, it's hard because Bernie, like I said, I like Bernie, but it's just, he's, like I said, he's just not a safe candidate. I'm doing air quotes. He's not like a safe candidate that, you know, he, he's going to go and he's going to do what he thinks is, you know, best, 
which may be good, maybe you don't agree with, but he's going to go for it kind of regardless of what people think, you know, which isn't necessarily what people want right now. I think even... I think even if it comes down to Bernie and Biden and then they pick Biden, I think Trump might even win again just for the fact that they don't give it to Bernie. And people are going to be like, oh, what yeah. the hell? This is 2016 yeah. all over again. Well, and it's going to kill Biden's, you know. Because that killed Clinton, you know. I feel like Clinton maybe could have won, but when they dropped Bernie, it just like it just seemed like people in battleground states just were like, nah, you know. I mean, I feel like if Bernie wasn't popular and most people didn't even know who he was, they wouldn't care that he got screwed over. But just like the way he got handled, it just seemed like that was the nail, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just hard because I I just don't see, I just don't see him getting elected and being president. I don't see a future where he's going to be the president just because, yeah, just because he's just, Yeah, just because of his history and then just, uh, it's just like I said, he's just, he's just not like the safe candidate. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yang Yang. Yang for president. Yang it that's is. What, that's what you should take away. <laughs> Hashtag Andrew Yang. <laughs> I don't even know, honestly, anything about Andrew Yang besides some whatever thing about, what is it, something about a a monthly allowance for everyone or something like that. I don't <laughs> He'll even send you a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. That's his position. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps this up this week of, uh, of our show. This episode was sponsored by Andrew Yang's $1,000. Yeah. She owes us in back payment. <laughs> We're keeping tabs. We'll, 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 we'll wait for your check, Andrew. Send it over as soon as you can. Thanks for sponsoring this episode and every other episode for the rest of our lives. <laughs> that's that's what the that's what the thousand dollars is for. It's so you can sit at your house and podcast all day like a jack off. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that's the future I want. That's what it's for. <laughs> all right, what are you doing today? Oh, not a lot, man. I'll go to the gym, do some uh, house chores, maybe some math. All right, got some homework. Got some homework. That's that's about all. That sounds good. What about you, man? Well, you got anything care? going on? Uh, well, you know, I, all the fun stuff. We got to go uh, laundromat, grocery store. Uh, might go a little wild. Might do the dry cleaning if I feel wow, kind of risky. Wow. I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. All right. So watch out for jet fuel and. Um, Oh, what was the other story we had? Jet fuel and uh, oh yeah, don't give yeah, anyone don't twenty dollars to get fired. Yes, don't be charitable. Just We're not financial advisors, but uh, they're gonna fire your ass if you're nice <laughs> to customers. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm pressing stop. I'm pressing stop.